Welcome to the Steady Hand Podcast. I'm Scott Ronalds, joined as usual with Tom Bradley. In today's session, we're going to review the second quarter of 2008. We've both got our quarterly reports in front of us, and we're going to touch on the quarter that was, review some of the higher-level themes, and talk a little bit about performance and the positioning of our funds. So without further ado, Tom, I'm going to slide the microphone over to you. Scotty, we opened this report, as you know, with uh, the comment that uh, we've just finished four very challenging quarters for income and equity investors. And uh, the, the, the quarter we just finished, the second quarter of 08, is uh, no exception. And it was a quarter that where there was hugely divergent returns. Uh, the resource stocks, everybody knows this from reading the headlines, oil, potash, natural gas, uh, those, those kind of stocks did very well and indeed led the Canadian market to be up 9% in the quarter, a huge return. But that really masked the fact that underneath the resource stocks, there was lots of things doing very poorly, including uh, the financial stocks, once again, um, in Canada, but also even more profoundly in the U.S. and globally. So very, very uh, interesting quarter. We're going to drill into it when we talk about the funds. Um, one of the features, though, is that the fixed income markets, which has been certainly in the area of government bonds, has been a real safe haven through all of this, uh, did cool off. Um, bond yields backed up a little bit, and uh, the actual bond index uh, was down in the quarter. Now, that's a good lead-in to talk about our income fund, uh, which fared a little bit better than that. It was basically flat at plus 0.1%. Um, it fared better because corporate bonds, I guess, recaptured a little bit after having a tough time since last summer. Uh, also, the income equities that we own, some of the trusts, particularly Fording Coal, it did very well. And uh, some of the REITs helped the fund a little bit. Nothing spectacular, really just a flat return. But uh, relative to what was going on there, it actually gained a little bit of ground through the quarter. I don't think, Scott, there's too much else to add there because I think the last two podcasts, we've reinforced the same themes, very heavily weighted in corporate bonds. We think the risk-reward there is excellent. And so just a little over half of the fund, the income fund, is in corporate bonds. And uh, we continue to maintain not quite a 25% weighting, uh, but uh, a substantial weighting in the income equities, REITs, and business and utility trusts. Very turbulent area, some up, some down, but uh, we continue to think that's going to generate good income characteristics for our clients. So uh, Connor Clark and Lunn, our manager, is sticking to their guns. Uh, worked a little better this quarter, and uh, we're hoping going forward it continues to do that. I should just say to, to listeners that the fund yields just slightly over 6% on a pre-fee basis. That's compared to government bond yields south of 4%. So um, the corporate bonds, the income equities we're holding, etc., are substantially adding to the yield, and we think over time that'll pay off for our clients. The equity fund had a good return in the quarter. It was up a little over 7%, and over the past year it's gained uh, a little over 5%. Um, Resource-related stocks have been the story behind this fund. As Tom mentioned uh, a little earlier, they were really the driver in the quarter. These types of stocks, which in the equity fund include Canadian Oil Sands Trust, Potash Corp, Suncor, Birchcliff, etc., they make up about a third of the portfolio, and they've driven performance since inception of the fund, really, which which was back in uh, February 2007. Um, The manager of the fund, Cranston, Gaskin, O'Reilly, and Vernon, likes the fact that a lot of the other solid businesses in the, in the portfolio are being ignored. These are names uh, including Rogers Communications, Home Capital Group, Diageo, 
and businesses such as Ritchie Brothers, Cisco, Manulife, TD Bank, etc. These are all leading franchises and, and they're happy to accumulate them at these levels. The PE multiples on these stocks have come down with market declines and, and CGOV is finding some good opportunities there. Turnover within the fund has been low. Birchcliffe Energy was added in April and it's the only new stock uh, that's been added to the portfolio so far this year. As we've mentioned in previous reports and in some of our previous podcasts, CGOV will only own a maximum of 25 businesses. So to buy Birchcliffe, they had to sell a holding, and that holding was Starbucks. Starbucks is a name that uh, CGOV's had a bit of difficulty with. We've highlighted the uh, the coffee giant in some of our previous reporting. They still like the business. They like Starbucks's market position in the franchise, but the company has run into more problems than they accounted for in their forecasts, and uh, they've taken a step back and they're reviewing the operation. Uh, we could see the fund, the stock added back to the fund in the future, but for now they're uh, they're taking a hold on it. Just a closing point on on the fund, CGOV is running at just under 10% cash. Some of this may be put to work if we continue to see the kind of big swings that we've seen over the last couple of days, and indeed in the early days of July so far, they've uh, they've put some of that cash to work in some of those names that I just mentioned. There certainly wasn't a lot of rosy news on the global front, and that's been a broken record from us uh, over these last few podcasts. Um, the global equity fund was down uh, just under 6% in the quarter and down just over 20% for the 12 months ending June 30th. Um, it comes at a, at a time when our manager, Edinburgh Partners, was, was really quite defensively minded. Uh, they had a fair bit of cash over the last year uh, in some defensive sectors, healthcare, telecom, and what we thought was defensive financial services, but it hasn't played out that way. Uh, there's been some good news in the mix. Um, more recently, we've had those that pharma and telecom sectors picking up. Uh, the resource names in the fund have certainly done well, and, uh, and a couple of the technology names. But uh, overwhelmingly, the b- biggest factor has been the financials, um, things like AIG, Bank of America, the Royal Bank of Scotland have weighed heavily on the returns of the fund. Now, as we look forward, the positioning isn't going to change too much. Um, we have added a couple of uh, uh, new holdings, one being a, quite an exciting Chinese company called LDK Solar, which makes uh, solar wafers and is a growing presence in that market. Uh, they've also added Tokyo Electric Power, seeing a few values emerging in, in Japan as well. And I think overall, I think one of the themes that should come out of this is that with the declines in the market, uh, Edinburgh Partners' projections are actually for higher returns over the coming two, three, four years. Obviously, the opportunity set has improved. Valuations on stocks have come down, some of them justifiably so, but some of them unfairly so. So um, as we look forward, uh, we don't know when it's going to start and from what level, but we really do think that, uh, and Edinburgh does as well, think that we're going to get some good returns out of our global fund in the coming quarters and years. The flip side of these weak foreign equity returns and the poor return of the global fund over the past year has been the small cap fund. Although the small cap market, as measured by the Nesbitt Burns small cap index, hasn't shot the lights out over the past year, it's down a little over 11%, the small cap fund has done very well, gaining, uh, gaining over 10% over the past year. It also had a pretty strong second quarter, gaining a little over 5%. Uh, performance came from a number of stocks. But as with the equity fund, it's the resourced focus holdings that have been the greatest contributors. These are names that include uh, Flint Energy Services, Gemcom, and Total Energy Services. 
Two new stocks were added to the portfolio in the quarter, Winalta and Stantec. Both of these are Western Canadian companies that you can read further about in the report if you like. Uh, as for the cash position of the fund, similar to our other equity managers, Will's running with a pretty high cash position. It was close to 16% at quarter end. And again, this is a reflection of the high level of volatility in the markets. Uh, one note, one closing note that I'll leave you with on this, this fund is that the portfolio continues to be predominantly Canadian with what we've noticed to be a growing bias towards the West. Obviously, the oil service companies are based in Alberta. These are the names that I mentioned earlier. Uh, but a number of the other f- funds holdings are, are headquartered in BC, and these include uh, Glacier Ventures, Vesema Networks, Gemcom, and Sterling Shoes. Now, Will's a real bottom-up stock picker, and, and he'll go where he sees the best opportunity, so we don't read too much into this tilt. Although it is pretty clear that he doesn't have a problem making these business trips out west, judging by the odd uh, day on the ski hill that he manages to slide in and the bottle of two of fine Okanagan wines that he always uh, seems to manage to take back to Montreal. But whatever the case, Will certainly doesn't uh, follow the trends, and his style has uh, certainly paid off in the small cap market over the past year. I'm going to finish up this podcast with just a couple of comments. If you pull together what we've just told you about the four funds... What it means is that our balanced clients over the last year have probably had a return of about zero to minus two percent. And it hasn't been a year where they've developed or built any wealth, but in, the, in light of what's been going on around us, uh, maintaining capital I think has been pretty important and a pretty good result. Going forward, I think we, uh, in certain areas of the, of the uh, capital markets, we think return outlook is better. Uh, as I said, with uh, Edinburgh Partners, their projections now are, are for higher returns out of their fund over the coming years, and we very, think, very much think that's a, a, a distinct possibility. We would encourage people that are uh, at the point where they should be doing a little rebalancing to think that way. I think it's, uh, it's very easy to dismiss a fund like our global fund or just generally global equities uh, as, uh, as never going to provide any return, but uh, these are good times to do some reallocation in that direction, and we'd encourage you to think about that. On a corporate front, uh, Steady Hand's doing really terrifically well. We're delighted with the response. Uh, uh, we've got a good flow of new clients coming our way, and for those of you that are clients, we really appreciate your early confidence. Uh, we're delighted to be working with you, and uh, we look forward to doing that in the future. In the meantime, we'll keep you updated on our blog if there's anything new from the managers or the funds, and uh, we'll certainly be back next quarter with the uh, third quarter podcast. Thanks for listening.